1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Greetings, weary traveler. Come, warm yourself by the fire, and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, and of course, tales of Tamriel. I am lotus of doom giving your introduction because ark has well s- subdued himself to the nahaten flu at this point i guess he is he is very under the weather and as a result uh he foolishly left me in charge <laughs> um luckily hyper pixie is here as well uh, this this hi How guys are you
1: doing? i'm doing fantastic <laughs>
0: Um, As you can probably tell from anybody that might be here for the live version, uh, we are actually not on the official Tales Twitter. uh, Twitter. Well, we're not on that either. Uh, (laughs) We're not on the official Tales uh, Twitch this evening, mainly because, uh, how can I put this? Uh, I didn't plan this out very well because, you know, dumpster fires and all that stuff that we're known for. Well, because of that, uh, I don't have the login to the network for our live show. So we've got that going for us.
1: <laughs> I just so happened to have a dual cam set up for a, a dual stream segment that I do every Thursday. So we were able to get this up pretty quick. And so this is improvisation yes. in and progress.
0: To be fair, much, much more efficient than me trying to immediately make a background image <laughs> and then split the cams and everything else. That was... That was going to be kind of sort of rough. Uh,
1: yeah, our backdrop but, right now for the audio listeners is just my in-game house.
0: Yes, which is a little more mary than I care for, but, you know, we'll, we'll make do for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Anyways. happens when
1: Ark isn't here.
0: Yes, I was going to say. It it started by Ag letting us be in control, then Ark letting me be in control, which we all know is a huge mistake. Uh, But, you know, we've got a show for you. We're determined to keep things going uh be more consistent at least with giving a show when it's available luckily it's kind of a slow news week but we figured we still wanted to chat with everybody for a little while give you something to listen to during the week as things are going to be getting pretty hectic uh with the vegas event coming up as well and the skyrim hype is still quite real (laughs) yes all right, so we will start off with what intro? Let's see, what's the best thing we can do? I gave. All right, so you know what? We'll just keep this in the normal format as usual. Uh, we're gonna give our sincerest condolences to Ark because he's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will send but,
1: flowers over to him in Turkey.
0: Well, so that's the best. Unfortunately, well, hopefully for anybody who might happen to see this live, uh, since Ark isn't feeling up to. A show or anything, he had the fevers uh, or, or fever, so he he's not in the greatest of shape. It seemed like that was best that he get some rest, uh, especially because this is pretty early in the morning for him. So. If you want to send him something uh, to cheer him up, send him Guar memes on Twitter. Uh, he, loves he, those. Those. <laughs> he loves those. He uh, likes those. Which, he'll need to edit this, so he will most likely edit that out of the recorded <laughs> version. But, for those of you who are live, that will at least uh, be something that he can look forward to.
1: And the only thing he loves more than Guar memes is all of Mary Dominion propaganda. Just saying.
0: Exactly. He, he also loves that. <laughs> Alright, so moving on, uh, we, let's see, what's the best way to do this? Well, we might as well address the news that we have. Um, Pixie, do you have that in the notes? Does that link work?
1: I am going to open that up now.
0: Hopefully it does.
1: It does. (laughs) I see it. The Crown Store Showcase.
0: Oops. There we go. Alright. So, Crown Store, I mean, there's the monthly Crown Store, but um, there's varying degrees of things that uh, you can buy. I don't know. Does anything stand out to you? I, f- I, I mean, we usually do a quick recap, but not too, too involved. Uh, anything that stood out to you prior to? Because yes. I saw something that stood out <laughs> to me, but it's for a different reason than the purchasable thing itself, which I'll go into afterwards. So
1: I, I think it's the same thing stood out to me, which is the Abner okay. Tharn bust. And it well, talks to you. And I want it so bad and I need to have it. There's only one day left on it. So I need to get it like now and forgot to buy crowns. So that has to be a thing soon. Uh, <laughs> The other thing that I really liked is, I mean, I was really happy with pretty much everything on it. I liked the motif. There's a whole bunch of mid-year mayhem style things, so I'm guessing they're going to yes. do that at the beginning of the year again.
0: Exactly, which was my thing of note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were going to skip right over Papa Abner?
0: I—I I Actually, yes. I, I I've heard that he speaks to you, too, if you activate him. That's that's pretty entertaining, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I want to be insulted in my own castle, but we'll you know.
1: <laughs> I do. I love his sarcasm, so I have to have him. <laughs> I also but- noticed that they have a new mount, the Scorched Alley Howler, which mm-hmm. essentially looks like... A leaner version of the Dire Wolves, which I actually really liked this mount, I don't think I'm going to pick it up this time, but I'm assuming they're going to have more skins for this in the future. So I'd like to see what this looks like on other, like whenever other people run around with it. And so I'm excited about that one.
0: No, I I definitely think you're right as well, because they usually don't just release a single version of something. I mean... That's actually kind of a, a lot of work for a single asset. If you, do, if you do just have one version of a thing or take it out of the store and then never bring it back, it's kind of like, well, it's a lot of work for just a one-time attempt. Right. Um, what was it? Uh, the other thing that I wanted to just mention, this is weird because we don't usually spend quite this much time on crown store stuff, but at the same time, there are a couple pretty neat things. Um, the dragon statue.
1: That one the, is cool.
0: Yes, that's pretty neat. Um, I, I like that. That That's definitely pretty cool. I'm not a huge cosmetics person, but I could see people doing some very, very cool things with that in their houses, especially more of the housing mancer types that already pull off some pretty amazing stuff with what they're given. That one specifically looks very cool. But that does bring me back specifically to the midyear Mayhem-based things. Um, the... Uh, the wolf head thing i'm trying to the pellonel i'm trying to find the exact name for it other than this vague poor description that i have of it star made Uh, wolf's head there it is star made wolf head so as everyone that's been around for a while would know um that comes around each and every mid-year mayhem in the article which is again not so much the point of the article but they make uh, a couple reference points to um, mid-year mayhem being a thing, which <laughs> looks like we're probably going to have <laughs> mid-year mayhem at the start of the year, which is kind of weird, but <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with it. It's okay. Like, there's no, no big deal. Like, uh, I'm, no, I'm certainly not going to complain because it is my favorite uh, of the events. Um, but that does bring me to a note that, is kind of interesting because they are kicking things off in a similar fashion to before, where it's been confirmed that the Undaunted event is coming back and Mid-Year Mayhem are both hitting in January. So we are starting the year with two events. Yes. (sighs) So it seems like the events are still going to be... It's uh, pretty, pretty intense, uh, unless this is just—because the only um, thing to note is Undaunted was not meant to be here. That That is them doing what they can to make amends for the, the Dungeon Finder problems that happened. Um, and I know, you know, myself included, I really like the Undaunted event, but people love the Undaunted event. As much as Midyear Mayhem's Mayhem is my favorite event, a lot of people, Undaunted is their favorite event. Mine. Um, Yours? Okay, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Exactly. So that's <clears throat> that's good. And as I do constantly make the joke that mid-year beginning here mayhem, well, it never used to be here. That got switched last year. And it seems like it's just kind of staying here for the time being. So both of these events aren't really where they're supposed to be. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. Uh, the only thing that I am slightly concerned about, just from a greedy standpoint of it, it directly impacts me and not the majority of people, is um, if either of these are when we're in Vegas, I'm going to be pretty sad.
1: Just <laughs> the same. I, I can't remember when they said... Have they like announced dates for Undaunted? I, so I, I was thoughts? trying to
0: read through everything, and either I totally missed it, which is not beyond the scope of possibility, Um, but I don't believe they've um, said the exact dates of them yet, just simply that January, like, I think that's as detailed as it got, was January, Um, which they haven't announced it yet, it's, (laughs) they're starting to... (laughs) need to announce it if it's not going to be like the day before where they're like hey what's up it's undaunted time or mid-year mayhem time especially because mid-year has a tendency to last a bit longer at least in previous years um so we'll you know kind of see what we're looking at uh and actually just since it, it just happened we might as well <laughs> shout out the fact <laughs> our channel or not uh Was it Ninja Monkey that just hit us with a raid?
1: Yes. Thank you so much for the raid, Ninja Monkey. I really appreciate that. (laughs) We're recording a podcast right now, so we won't be as responsive as usual to chat. But thank you so much, and I really appreciate you.
0: Yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you all for stopping by. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited that I get Mid-Year Mayhem and that we're all going to get the Undaunted event. But at the same time, I hope this doesn't squish everything even more. Because they will be doing so many things to maintenance and everything like that with the improvement plan coming up. Um, I want—I would like things to be able to breathe a little better than it got at the end of last year where it really got smushed up. But, um, you know, hopefully uh, things work out well and I'm excited for Mid-Year Mayhem regardless of when it happens to be. So...
1: So I'm like in the same vein as you but for the undaunted. So Midyear sure. Mayhem is always the one that I just kind of try to just get to the cities and safely hope that I've come across other PVE's and the daily delves over there so that way I can get the drops from it and everything. So uh, I remember like, I'll jump up and down to signal, hey, I'm not going to hit you. I don't know how to beat you. And then I'll start <laughs> playing the loot. And if they dance back to my loot playing, I know we're cool. And then we'll wait for the boss and the delve to spawn and then we're okay. But sure. the Undaunted event is my favorite. I was a little bit bummed whenever it got pushed back, but I understand that server loads like that are really difficult to test for. It's, yes. And I think we talked about that last week, how it's not something we can really plan for. Um, so I'm really, really hoping everything goes smoothly this time. I feel like they should really have a handle on it at this point since they're like, yes, definitely it'll work this time. So I'm really excited to have a working Undaunted event but I also don't want to jinx them, so knock on wood. Uh, Right. So I do worry about them being squished up, but I'm hoping this is a one-off because they do have a tendency to listen to their community, and I know a lot of us were feeling a lot of event burnout. So I think this is just because two events got moved. I will say that if they do want to keep uh, Mid-Year Mayhem in January, that they should probably change the name to something else. Yeah, Uh, that would be
0: great. I'm sure there's another... Lore piece that they could use, um, that doesn't actually involve it being called Mid Year Mayhem. To be fair, I would love it, and it's I, you know th- this is from at least the perspective of I I love pretty much all aspects of the game. I, I will play whatever, um, but it's undeniable that in PVE we get substantially more love than we do in PvP. I, I mean. No one, I think, will deny that. That's just how it is, Um, which is... It's fine because you need to produce new content in PvE to keep people going. Otherwise, it gets stale. You get too good at stuff. PvP, you just kind of need to provide the environment for people to make their own game out of. Right. So there's more... You can get more gameplay out of less product, so to speak, if you really want to make it cut, cut and dry... Um, but at the same time, the updates, the, the, you can tell the attention isn't there for PVP the same way it is for, uh, PVE. Uh, as for UESP, <laughs> Morning Star Madness, I'm okay with that. That would be sounds great. fantastic I, to I, me. Let's see, that's, I love that. That's, <laughs> that's great. So go with that. But, um, I, wouldn't be opposed to just since so much of events in general are based around PVE as well. Um, turn it into a bi-yearly thing, have one in January, just keep it there. Morning Star madness, obviously, as we've just confirmed, it's Canon. Uh, <laughs> and then have mid year mayhem come July or whatever. That way it, it gives, you know, uh, a little diversity for the most part, but at the same time, you, you know, uh, I'd almost twist people's arm that don't play PvP into at least testing it out. And if you play on the main servers or during uh, big time, um, you never really have population problems. But when Mid-Year Mayhem hits and everybody floods those servers for double AP and obviously their gift box and everything like that, I mean, they're opening new servers. Everybody's pop locked. It, it turns into a disaster and I love it, personally. Because, <laughs> we as we mentioned last time, I I don't pretend that, like, oh, I'm the best at PvP. I just like Zerg fights. They're tons of fun. Um, I love the chaos of it. And having more events that cause that, where it's like, oh, boy, so many things. Like, I can't say, it. for example, right now, I couldn't use, like, Calgrantid as my main server because, well, it's going to be pop-locked. Like, it's going to be... Super pop-locked, and it's like, I probably can't even get my alternate, like, my guest campaign. That'll probably be pop-locked. So it's like, that's just fun, and it makes it exciting, and it shows, you know, what it is. On the flip side of that, that destroys their servers, it seems like, because you want to see Lag play Cyrodiil at a pop lock campaign during an M push on the last keep. It's like... I mean, you could probably draw pictures of what was happening faster than what's actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> so it is, it, you know, it is what it is, but it doesn't take away the fact that I find that a lot of fun, and it shows it to a lot of people um, that generally don't tap into that aspect of the game, for better or worse, or whatever. Um, however, since we're on the topic of this we we'll just streamline right into what I had for what I figured we would do for kind of like a discussion topic. Especially because, as I asked you before, I wasn't sure how much experience you have with Cyrodiil. So after the show releases and people hear this um, afterwards, would love to hear from anybody who has opinions on it because I know it varies wildly with what I'm about to ask. Um PvP in an Elder Scrolls game, specifically ESO because it's the first one, not the only one anymore, but the first one with uh, a direct PvP component, is how do you feel about the mix of PvE and PvP? Because when you get double AP for the event, it puts a lot of people in an environment they are not (laughs) either expecting... Or are prepped for. And on the flip side, there are people who are in there. That's their game. Like, they don't bother with PvE beyond getting the gear they need for PvP. So it's assumed if you're in here, you're supposed to be fighting me. And I'm supposed to be fighting you. So it gets into the big question of town quests that people try to do for their boxes slash things or people trying to just explore the region to do whatever they're doing, collect sky shards, group delves, whatever. And then those of us who just trample those people (laughs) and farm them for AP in some situations. So I'm curious what you as well as everybody kind of thinks on the subject of that whole thing.
1: So I really like that there is a mix of PvE with PvP for this event in particular because I'm such a fish out of water with PvP. I just A, I just really suck at it. B, I have no tunes made for PvP because I'm I'm pretty much exclusively PvE unless there's mm-hmm. an event like this where I need sure. to do something different. So I really love that I'm given that option to still like go in and do delves and I found that more often than not Whenever I'm going to do those daily town quests, there's a lot of people who are there trying, who are in the same situation I'm in, where they don't PvP, and we can kind of through emotes signal to each other like, "Hey, I'm I'm a friend. It's okay. We're going to kill this boss, and then we're going to peacefully leave, and then Mm. we'll be okay." And it worked out really well last year. I'm hoping I'll get that lucky this year. There was one day where I I was in the town and just repeatedly got murdered. So I guess the thing that that i can say is what i'm most experienced with pvp is getting brutally murdered um <laughs> This time, I think I'm going to play it a little bit differently. I'm going to run with a Lore Seekers group because they they have upped their PvP presence in each alliance, so I'll be able to bring my Necromancer in, and I had a lot of fun with my Necro Healer in Cyrodiil. With, I only had to change up my gear. I was able to keep my rotation largely the same. Just uh, I, I made some minor changes, but it wasn't anything that was revolutionary. I was able to stay alive a lot longer as a healer, so... I kind of got my feet wet with PvP healing, so I'm hoping to actually use this event to learn more about PvP healing and to motivate me to go back into Cyrodiil even more than I already was, (laughs) just because I get so uh, just one-track mind on PvE content that I have a tendency to forget Cyrodiil as a thing, because I enjoy PvE so much.
0: I don't think you're alone in that.
1: And I'd also, I don't know, last year, did did Mid-Year Mayhem include Imperial City as well? Because I do really like Imperial City.
0: So you don't get double Telvar stones. Uh, That's just the Imperial City event itself. But flipping, um, like if you flip a district, because they don't have towns or whatever, if you flip a district or if you kill other players, if I remember correctly, you will still get double... um, ap for doing it but it's just direct contact with them specifically um like you need to be engaged in the pvp ap based things for you to get the bonus but like the telvar thing like the telvar drops from any of that i don't believe you get anything like that from the event
1: I'll hold off on my Imperial City hype until the next Imperial City yeah, celebration is. event, then, because I do really <laughs> like that one. Because and that kind of brings me to something I was thinking while you were talking about not many people uh, doing as much PvP content compared to PVE because there's just more yep. PVE content to do. Right. It's been a long time since we've gotten a DLC focused on PvP. The last one I can right. think of was was Imperial City, and that was the first one they came out with.
0: Yes, and it, it was also. The first First DLC in the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that oh, same Kragle, DLC. Yeah, that, that same DLC also came with two PvE dungeons, and then Imperial right. City itself is a mix of PvE and PvP, and that's how they marketed yep. that. So I wonder. I mean, I don't know if we'll hear anything about something like that in Vegas. It would be really, really cool, though, because I would like some new PvP content. Well, I guess uh, Battlegrounds. I so, was going to
0: say, that was the only thing I was going to mention. Now it's not. Because you're right, that's not really... I mean, there are maps, and obviously the mode itself took a lot of thought to just create. That wasn't just like a, oh yeah, this is fine, we've got these assets handy. I mean, that was very clearly a involved project to make Battlegrounds, and that was basically designed what it seems like due to popular demand more than anything else. I'm not sure that was... I, I You know, I have no idea what their their game plan is, but it seemed to me like that... Kind of was a response to people wanting small-scale fights in a game that that was not designed for, um, and because people wanted dueling, and we got dueling, and then it was kind of like, okay, dueling's good, but like, could we do something gameplay-wise, like arenas or whatever? So it's like maybe that was in their cards down the line, or maybe that was response, but uh, yeah. At the same time, I, I that was a pretty big addition, and I think it made a lot of people happy because. That is definitely much more about how to uh, prove you're good at things. Because now, I mean, it's been consistently no CP in Battlegrounds for a long time. So you're on even footing. And it's much more about your build and your playstyle. Whereas Cyrodiil, as, you know, we kind of discussed it last episode, where it's like, it's designed around being. Uh, just disaster like you've got emperors you've got people running around with daedric artifacts and all sorts of stuff murdering each other it's not necessarily meant to be balanced you're not going to get one-on-ones too often there because that's kind of not the point
1: yeah and correct me if i'm wrong but didn't battlegrounds wasn't that lumped in with the morrowind expansion it wasn't even its own thing
0: yeah it was part of the chapter for a long time so that was another thing oh no you froze Um, okay you're back Okay. Uh, it, look, I'm totally not streaming a football game on another TV. <laughs> not breaking lore by doing that. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was. It was part of you got the Warden, you got Battlegrounds, and then you got the Island of Vardenfell with that expansion. Um, and then when that became outdated enough, they dropped it into... Um, the whole well, now this is base game, right? Uh, which I, I thought was great. Well, base game viable, which I, I thought was great, or sub, you know, whatever. Um, I really enjoy that model. Um, what do you call it? So, <coughs> sorry, that, um, I really liked how that was done, but when it was initially launched, and it was the same problem with, um, imperial city originally because now imperial city is also free it's just straight free you just download it for free from the crown store one lesson that i feel they learned yes you can kind of divide pve content you cannot divide pvp content (laughs) that is that is a death sentence to whatever you're adding because the cues prior to to battlegrounds just being part of base game. People joke about, like, oh, the group finder's broken. Yeah, okay, group finder's broken. Group finder wasn't as broken, and it was way worse when there was just like a pool of uh, 40,000 people, maybe at peak <laughs> times, all playing Battlegrounds that also then had that specific expansion. Because it wasn't even like you could be subbed and have it. You just didn't have Battlegrounds if you didn't buy Morrowind. So, yeah. Same thing with Imperial City. It's like you need other players to play that content. So moving them out of the get as many people in here as possible is not a good move. And I I think they've recognized that since... Any and all PvP content is now free, <laughs> so, like a hundred percent of it. So that you know, I think they've recognized that as well. The only problem with Imperial City is it's kind of too late. At least Battlegrounds—that's a thing a lot of people like—and um, they're exposed to it. And it—it's it not quite as involved as trying to go into Imperial City, set up a group, and blah 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 blah. Um, but if they do any more PvP stuff. It really needs to come out and just be part of the game, even if it's just like, here's your base game patch. Also, there's this PV stuff you can purchase. They've got to make sure that that's not included with the purchase stuff. Otherwise, I think they're just doing what they did before, which is kind of sending it out to, yeah, this is a great thing, but so little of your community is probably going to experience it when it's fresh. And then you're just going to have a trickle effect of people getting it off and on, which is not what you want for that type of content.
1: Especially considering that I know at least maybe it's because I'm in guilds who primarily PVE, but there's just so many more people in the Elder Scrolls community who see more PVE focus because of the nature of Elder Scrolls being so story based. Oh, yeah. That a lot of us are into the questing and the dungeons and the dungeon quests and all of that good stuff that we just kind of think of PVE as a separate little awesome thing that we can get into when we finish all this other stuff. (laughs) And that's always been my problem, where it's like, yeah, once I get bored with all these dungeons, then I'll jump into PvP, and then they release another dungeon. It's like, well, I'm doing this now, and now I need to get this new set, and then I just never end up over in PvP.
0: Not to mention the fact that the content cycle on releases for this game is Uh, (laughs) (laughs) mind-boggling. So being like, yeah, no, I'll get to PvP once we're done with PvE stuff. Followed by like, oh, here's your dungeon pack. Oh, here's your chapter. Okay, just finished. Oh, no, no, new dungeon pack. Oh, here's your new area. It's like, okay, yeah, good luck ever getting into PvP for long enough to understand what you're doing if you don't just dedicate time to it.
1: Now granted, I'm not complaining about the release cycle, but there's just so much PvE content coming out that it is hard for me to just say I'm dedicating X amount of time to PvP because I'm just so into the PvE stuff and they've executed that overall so well that I'm hooked on that to the point where it's like, okay, I have to drag myself into PvP and it's only fun if I'm with a group because if I'm by myself, I get very confused and then I just die immediately because you have people who are jumping up and down and i can't aim at you and i don't know what i'm doing and i don't yep. do damage anyway because i'm a healer <laughs> and it just gets very confusing for a while
0: yeah and the other thing too is to a degree i because I, I, you know i will vouch for this I, I i'll use stupid builds all the time it's inevitable uh, anytime people watch me in pvp whether it's because i'm uh dared to do it or because i'm just not paying attention as happened during the extra life stream where i was wearing ornate gear <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't use um meta builds i don't really build myself I, I have things that i do for pvp but at no point do i like to pretend that like oh i'm good at pvp or whatever i'm a tank first of all that's a weird thing to do in cyrodo Because I'm like, "Ah, I'm just going to take more damage and just be obnoxious, which is my goal. I just like to be obnoxious so that my friends who DPS can swoop in and murder them. I get assist points, but it's like I either I I damage and I run around and I actually play healer quite a bit. Um, And I will fight back and I, you know, I have my achievements for whatever it is, 10 million damage done or whatever. But that's just because I played a lot, not because I'm (laughs) efficient at it. Um, also being emperor, you just do crazy damage, so that probably just cheesed most of it. But, um, not being geared at all for (laughs) PvP and going up against people that are or that at least know what they're doing. Because that's what I'll at least, I at least know what I'm doing in PvP, so I at least know how to exploit stuff in PvP. And that's a, a big, um difference for when people are brand new if you go in there and you have you know no impen gear and obviously you're not going to be putting your champion points into <laughs> critical resistance because yeah it's because it, cause the bots can't crit us um <laughs> but people can and somebody dive bombs in like a lunatic and crits <laughs> you for more health than you have you're vaporized into a little pile of dust before you even know what's happening That can be pretty rough, um, to say the least, and that's just it. It, it. It can be jarring to get used to, especially because you're so used to being told, I can't die. Like, if I'm dying, I'm failing. Well, in PvP, everybody dies. No matter how good you are, everybody dies. You'll get into scenarios that are way beyond your means, you'll get... Jumped, I mean, as durable as I am, because that's kind of my thing, is like, oh, I'm just super durable, I'm immune to crits. Well, I'm not immune to crits, but I take a minimal crit damage. I'm the person, I will go up to the front line when we're sieging a keep, because I'm like, I'll just stand in all these oil things. And the PvP guild that I used to be with, a lot of people would just assume that's how you play. And our officers need to be like, don't follow him. He's a moron, and he's trying to draw them out. (laughs) Like, that's the point of him. He's not going to kill anyone. He's a distraction for us to get kills. But people would follow up. And, I mean, I look like everybody else or whatever. And it's like, they're dumping oils on me that aren't critting me, and they're doing minimal damage. And I'm putting up a seed shield to minimize damage even more. And I've got teammates running up, and they're just getting melted instantly. I'm like, no, you can't just... do that like you I'm built for this it's not that I'm special or anything like that it was just that that's my design um and the only thing that I will say to people it it's not as good uh if you are support because I know you're a healer but healing you can do a lot with healing in PvP and a good healer can keep a squad up really well um you're probably just as useful if not more useful than DPS I'm kind of a walking distraction and not much more, Uh, (laughs) but if you are a damage dealer um, and you don't mind being squishy or you're used to being squishy and you are not experienced with PvP, you can at least have an impact on things because if you have a crit build, for example, that will work against other people. Now, when you go up against people who really know what they're doing... that's gonna show because there's a skill ceiling to it but the one thing that's fun about this event which i always try to coax people in who don't like to do it there's a lot of people who don't know what they're doing (laughs) cyrodiil's a mess during this yeah but it's like if you have all three alliances where say 15 percent of all the people on your population side are pvpers and you have 85% of people who are just like, I'm here for the event, they, uh, yeah, each side's going to have that. So those people can just be bumbling into each other. You'll scoop up kills and stuff like that against each other. Just... Learn the peop- Learn the names that you need to avoid because they're threats. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still have a fun time, even if PvP is not your thing. Um, get yourself into, uh, like, the hordes, because there's no controlling it, even when people don't like zergs. There are zergs during this event, um, and it's just walls of people slamming into each other. You just kind of enjoy the chaos. It can be really fun. Um, and I, I definitely... Recommend Give it a try. Uh, if it's not usually your thing, the only thing I'm personally not a fan of, and you actually had mentioned it earlier, where you like to go to the towns and you get some uh, people, uh, if you have a big enough group, numbers can definitely help against single gankers, like people who will just nightblade in, they'll stealth in, and they'll just blast you for a ton of damage. Um, a lot of times people will sit and wait at towns for people to do questing and then just try to kill the questers that's not nice <laughs> i don't care for that i mean it is you are in a war zone and i get it and it doesn't ever bother me when people are just like kind of in the way of a train of people like it, it is what it is so you know kind of what you're in for the only thing and i was actually having a discussion on twitter earlier which um I always love having real discussions instead of people just shouting at each other, (laughs) Um, which this was, which is what I loved about it, was you don't want to just ignore, like, from the perspective of a PvPer, you don't want to let people just roam around, take towns, build up a force, and then, like, if you try to do something and say one person's out of, you know— attacks you okay well that's fine you'd beat them in a one on one or whatever but unfortunately you've been letting all these questers build up and now there's 30 questers or something like that and they see a fight going on they will pig pile in and then just destroy because it's hard to beat a 30 on one even if the 30 people don't know what they're doing that one guy's gonna be in trouble like so just be weary if you're concerned about it and try not to get too frustrated the only people that are kind of scummy are people who specifically hunt people not trying to fight back that to me I was like no you don't want to fight you want to pick on people who don't want to fight back because um, I I don't know if even if they're clips or they've just been things I posted over the years but we've done plenty of streams where people <laughs> will try to gank people in my party that I'm just running with because some a lot of them are PVEers or whatever um, and I always, because I'm a scumbag, I take off any PvP-related title uh, because most people can't read your rank. So I'll put on something like Master Angler so everybody thinks I'm a slob. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they'll hopefully pick on me before the Pv, uh years because I don't care if I die. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, and it takes a while to kill me, so I try to draw them away from the rest of the people. But, yeah, I, I don't like when people just pick on the P V years specifically go for people who want to fight back at least try if you have no other targets i mean it is what it is but yeah you're not i guess from how can i put this from the perspective of somebody who likes pvp making pvp as unappealing to new players as possible does not entice them to come back so you can kill them later like Like, if you just grief everybody they're not gonna want to come back And we already have population problems.
1: (laughs) And the coolest experience for me last uh, Mid-Year Mayhem event was whenever I was in a Delve and there was a Nord and I was in the Dominion. And I immediately sheathed my weapon and started jumping. The other person jumped back. We were waiting on a boss to spawn to get the AP. And so then I started playing my lute, they started doing a little dance, and then a DC person came up and started playing drums, and we just all yeah. waited oh. there. It was fantastic. None of us <laughs> got hurt. Uh, I think a couple of us got like caught in the crosshairs of some AoE damage while we were fighting the boss, but then as soon as the boss was dead, we all waved goodbye, and then we went our separate ways without killing each other, because we were obviously just there to do that delve, so I really appreciated that there were people in there that were just so nice to people who just that wasn't their thing. This year I'm probably going to do things a little bit different. I do want to get in the middle of a Zerg and bring my Necromancer in to Mm. really see how good this group res can be in PvP because I got a little taste of that recently and it was insane and I would like to try to use this event to get a taste of PvP to see how fun it can be running with a big group and see if this is something that I do want to start devoting more time to. Uh, so it, it may just convince me this year. So we're we're going to yeah. see.
0: And on that note, PVP is also not for everybody. <laughs> so um, if you're just looking for AP and don't care how you do, um, you can I, I, you can obviously Zerg Surf if you have a decent Zerg. Um, the other thing is you get more points the better you do uh, team-wise, but Battlegrounds has great payouts if you're just trying to, because a lot of people I know like to just get... Uh, the skill lines like that's why a lot of people mess around with it uh which i i get because uh, if it's not your thing it's not your thing you know um but even if you are hot trash and <laughs> just get ruffle stomped every game and don't want to build new gear or don't even really want to learn what you're doing do battlegrounds your team probably won't like you so maybe mute your chat if you're not with four people <laughs> that you three people that you're friends with because you're probably not going to want to hear what people are going to say if you're oh uh, 60 or something like that but uh-huh. um <laughs> if
1: you're me <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um but the the thing is uh even losing you get a decent amount of ap in that um so that that's an uh, that's another way and at least in that situation you can go in with three friends and worst case scenario you guys get crushed you come in third you get a bunch of ap you you basically get not to be mean but you get pity points you you get you get your showing up today points and it can it can totally like add up and at least get you your skill lines if that's all you're into but um no i i i appreciate your perspective on this too just because like i said i since I play everything, I understand both sides uh, sometimes with the, like, I just want a quest, or I just want to do this. And it's like, oh, boy, that's not going to go great right now. <laughs> but then on the flip side, I'm like, well, you know, you're you're in the zone that's designed for this. And mixed results on whether people like that or not, but um, I don't know. Hopefully I get to see... Uh, two of these a year.
1: <laughs> that would be really awesome. Cuz I would love that. If we get our morning star madness and mid year mayhem, that would be awesome.
0: Yep. And I hopefully PVP gets a little more love with this coming year cuz they have, you know, they're addressing a lot of things performance-wise and stuff like that. And I know a lot of PVPers would be pleased with just performance improvements. Um which is clearly a beast of itself to try to conquer or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely excited for the event. And um, even if it's not your thing, uh, you know, give it a try. If it's not for you, no big deal. You've got plenty more events coming on the horizon, plus plenty more content. Um, but yeah, it's it's it could at least be worth a try. And then you can decide from there what you like. But uh, if you're not built for it, that doesn't mean you're going to be totally useless. You'd probably just be squishy.
1: <laughs> See, I just hang back and kind of let my group do the work, and then whenever they die, I just bring them back, and that's my job. I do have the the bone totem move that will actually fear enemies, and I've noticed that fearing oh, yeah. people seems to be nice, because I know whenever I'm in PvP, even briefly, whenever I get feared, I'm just dead. And yeah,
0: blades. Yeah, it's lovely. So- We're not going to get into my salt on blades because... <laughs> There, there's lots of different things, I just the Nightblade CCs give me a twitch so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually made a Nightblade and I was like I'm going to make this my PvP tune I'm going to look up PvP builds, and I'm going to watch all these videos, and I was like, you know what I don't think I like Nightblades for for <laughs> myself I, I'm not understanding the Blade. I don't do much damage, and I also really suck at PvP, so I'm going to go back <laughs> to questing on my Necromancer and <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's see. What else was that? Well, moving on. How long have we been actually doing this? Wow. Okay. 43
1: huh. minutes and fifty. Yep, seconds. Yep, we can make a
0: show out of nothing. We've got uh, it. <laughs> nailed it. All right. Um, here's my next thing. Have you been up to anything? Do you have any tales for us this week?
1: I do. So yesterday was a big night for me. I actually got my first clear of Vet Moongrave Fane. I originally pugged it, but we were having oh. difficulties with the pug. One. Of no, the pug- really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> difficulties on Moongrave Fane. No, not Moongrave Fane. I'm
1: sorry, I lied to you. It was Moonhunter Keep. That's what it was. The other M one. That's
0: not really better.
1: (laughs) No, not (laughs) Not better for pugs. I think I would have had more luck on Moon Grey Fane, honestly. Yeah, I know that one better. Yeah, and the
0: wizard puzzle. Yeah, uh, alone. Simon says pugs can't figure out what colors and symbols are.
1: (laughs) So the the issue we didn't even make it that far with the pug group. We made it to um, the the white werewolf whose name escapes me at the moment. In the courtyard. Yes.
0: With the uh, with the wardens that pop up and
1: yes yep. okay uh, there was a severe lack of interrupt and I also did not know I could that dodge the direwolf uh, lunge and the dire wolves just really really liked me for some reason so <laughs> I was getting one shotted by the dire wolves. I was also the only one for a while interrupting uh, the 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 boss whenever she would do the pounce attack so mm-hmm. it was just a hot mess. And eventually, I just started... I I was streaming, so I just yelled at Twitch. I was like, please, someone, anyone save me. Please help me get through <laughs> this, because I've been doing this for hours now. And for we're not getting any better, because two of them dropped. I was like, I can either sit in a queue for a while and hope I get better luck next time, or somebody can volunteer. And so I had a couple volunteers. Uh, one of them's in a guild with me, uh, Gypsy son. He's a really good DPS. And there was another person who was from my Twitch chat who volunteered to tank it, and then we kept um, the other DPS who was a Pug because they were doing okay, and they were like learning from each death, yep. and it was going well. So then we wiped a few times on a few more times on the White Wolf boss, and then from there it was smooth sailing. We only took like two or three tries at the Alchemist guy or the Archivist. Okay. I don't yep. know. So the arc, the alchemist—I keep calling him an alchemist. The archivist actually went mm. really, really smoothly by comparison. And then when we go to the last boss, and someone reads the scroll, and we're like, "Why?" Oh
0: wow! Straight into hard mode. <laughs>
1: We got, we got Vicosa down to about 75% before we wiped and then <laughs> we decided, you know what, let's just clear this because we're all really tired because it's like almost 1am and we would like to sleep tonight. That hard mode is rough. Too. <laughs> that's that's what I noticed. We didn't even get yeah. down very far, and it was just so much damage everywhere, and it was really, really hard. My Insta was being used to the max, but I couldn't keep ultimate enough up enough, fast enough to really make too much of a difference with it. So we did beat it pretty quickly on non-hard mode after that. Mm-hmm. And so I finally had that mycosa bus to put up in my house as soon as I remember nice. to do it. Probably as soon as the podcast is over, since mm-hmm. I'm standing in my house now. Um, yeah. So I was really happy to do that. Then tonight, I actually did a whole bunch of Sky Shard hunting because I have a severe lack of skill points on another one of my tombs, and I have discovered that I just don't understand how maps work, apparently, because I kept running Solid. in the opposite direction where the Sky Shard actually was. I had a mini map and my main map and a Sky Shard add-on to tell me exactly where to go, and okay, I still... Okay, I was going
0: to ask, so you have like an add-on and a map to like go with? I still don't... All right. I
1: had two maps... <laughs> And add-ons. I had two maps and two add-ons for Sky Shards. And I just still just went the wrong way. And it was hilarious. And I, I just, I am just a hot mess with maps. Um, I don't really remember what I did Wednesday, which tells me it was another chill night where I was, oh, I do remember it. I brought a new player, Avi. Uh, we, we helped her figure out how to buy her first house in game. And we just went on a little tour of a lot of the available houses, and we did like a cost-benefit analysis of a lot of the cheaper houses to figure out which one was the best bargain, and that was a lot of fun. Um, she ended up going with the like Jungle House because she loved the atmosphere of the outside. But for me personally, I think the best bargain home for a new player who doesn't want to spend crowns and just wants to spend in-game gold is, uh, the, uh, Autumn's Gate in the rift. It has a sizable inside for the, as far as the classic homes go, uh, or staple homes. And then the courtyard is a good size and it's in the rift, which is just absolutely gorgeous and has that nice fall feel. Yep. And that's about it for me this week. It was a pretty chill week other than last night with, with Moon Hunter Keep.
0: That's still pretty solid. See, you, usually on the rambly one, and that, <laughs> not that that was rambly, but, like, you actually had things to say. <laughs> um, more so as uh, usually I end up being the one kind of rambling on with the things I've done, but mine is substantially smaller than usual this week because of... Uh, all of the holiday stuff and uh haven't had as much game time so i do have a few things um unfortunately i didn't get to start any more of arena which makes me sad uh because i actually really have a sick desire to like get started on that game (laughs) but i did not have any time for that um because of New Year's in real life and all this stuff so I actually was only around for maybe two days <laughs> um so I did not get to start Arena however I'm going to be able to focus more on actually starting Arena pretty soon because of two other side effects I have one quest left in the Mary Dominion period like the whole thing <laughs> meaning nice. I will be uh totally done with all content to date in the elder scrolls online (laughs) uh i'll be able to have been that i will be able to say that i'm technically just like we were making joking reference to uh earlier about like how do you ever keep up with that well five years later i finally caught up with it and i should be at i don't have there's plenty of little side scrappy challenges and stuff like um that like time trials for everything uh what a god slayer i think that have like four teams in the world have or whatever but my goal for a long time has been to be content complete on everything uh on at least vet difficulty so once i do this last um what do you call it the last AD quest, which it's a side quest, I don't know what it is. Uh, I just was in an arena for a while was the last thing I was doing. Um, it's like this fighting arena thing where you have to just take control. Whatever. Everybody died. Uh, I just, like, murdered everybody. <laughs> like, it wasn't really story intensive. Everybody's was like, oh, you move up the ranks. And moral of the story, I killed everyone. Um, <laughs> Such a nice person. Yeah, it was a great storyline, quelling the AD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that i wanted to um bring up because i posted it the other day which was kind of strange and some people have told me it's a farming method so in reaper's march there's like a gambler's den kind of like in this ravine and this khajiit named Tand, i believe it is uh kind of gets indebted and his uh boyfriend or husband wants to get him back uh and he's lost in the camp Moral of the story, okay, it's a little side quest about getting him back, breaking him out, finding what's going on there, and stuff like that. That that wasn't the part that I thought was peculiar. The part that was peculiar was apparently, and I've heard from, in fact, Hazard is in chat, who just joined, (laughs) mentioned that his guild does it as well. It's a guild farming spot where they herd all of the gamblers into a pile and murder them.
1: Oh, my, I think I saw this tweet. So I think I know what you're talking about.
0: I was just taking pictures around the camp. I mean, it was <laughs> it was like a giant open grave. They were just, at first, I was so. The reason I feel that this is worth bringing up, just in my tales, is because I went in and when I was walking down the ravine, I actually posted the pictures in order of me arriving. Because when I showed up, there were, like, eight or ten bodies just in the waterway under a bridge. And I'm like, oh, man, is there a plague here? Is there, like, an assault? And I I go into the camp, and there's just bodies everywhere. And there are no NPCs. It is just a giant graveyard. And I'm like, wow, this is intense. So it's like, what the hell happened here? So I'm looking around, and I'm trying to find anything. I still don't see anything. And I'm like, okay, where's the NPCs? I don't see a quest marker. I was like, what is this place? Like, this has got to be a hot and flu thing or something like that. And then I started noticing that all the corpses um, weren't just, like, inanimate objects. All of them were labeled Gambler, and they all had <laughs> oh 0% gosh. health. And I'm like, wait, these are individual models. So I start looking around, and they're just all Gambler. Gambler, Gambler, Gambler. It's just And there's just waves of corpses everywhere. And I'm like what is happening and then coming down one of the side paths there is this templar who is templar jabbing into a horde of like 30 oh npcs <laughs> with one single eldmiri guard just yelling stop 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 and like trying to like do the talons thing on <laughs> and i'm like these are all supposed to be npcs that are alive this is not the quest so <laughs> he murders all of them I continue on in, and I find the quest giver, like, up the hill, and they're like, oh, this is, you know, whatever, uh, this is our gambling ring, and I'm like, this quest, if I was one of those immersion people, this quest <laughs> is ruined, because <laughs> like, I think there's, like, a Khajiit genocide going on, oh, and no. it turns out that they are just, it. it's a farming spot in the middle of, like, a quest, <laughs> so it had absolutely nothing to do with anything on the story um the gambling <laughs> ring you can you you can do the gambling ring there's a race thing you can bypass the other one you find out you know why he got imprisoned and maybe it's a slave trade thing and I was like oh none of that had anything to do with this and i thought this was a totally different story just because i walked in thinking like oh my god it's a war scene <laughs> like and it's Totally not a war scene. It was supposed to be a relatively passive thing up until the very end. So I just thought it was pretty funny. And apparently it's a thing I've been told. Had no idea. Uh, But that made that quest different than I think it was intended. (laughs) Well, like,
1: considering they're all gamblers, the tiny little part of me, if it wasn't like a known farming thing, I'd be like, wow, someone's salty about not being able to make it to Vegas for the
0: announcement. Yeah, valid point as well. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what my last quest is. I am probably going to finish it tomorrow before football, I assume, so that I can be technically up to date. Um, the other thing that I've done, which I, I think there's six chapters if I'm not totally mistaken, but. Um, I have also been working on The Elder Scrolls Legends. The reason I got to get some time in this is because, like I said, I was away for a wedding and some other various things over the new year. So um, my phone made a useful distraction when I wasn't doing anything else. Um, And I've almost made it through the Isles of Madness, which is the final expansion that they officially – well, I mean the Jaws of Oblivion – I guess was the, the final thing but that wasn't a quest uh, I was just a deck of cards so I'm going through just to complete all the stories in that um, and see if I see if I can just backpack all of the cards I have because it gives you a little percentage meter and this is because I'm a completionist and I'm mildly insane as we've discussed Um <laughs> Shadow I key. want. Yeah, Shadow <laughs> King. <Key>, yeah. Uh, <laughs> being excited about playing Arena soon. Um, so I want to complete all the quests, obviously, so that I can say that, like, oh, I did that and everything. But because they have little percentage bars on, like, this much core deck, like you have this many legendaries, this many epics, this many rares, this many commons, I think is the qualification for them. And then, like, there's the Dark Brotherhood one. And then there's the... Uh, Clockwork City 1, etc, etc, etc. I want all of my bars to say 100%. <laughs> so I want to have every card just at least one of them. Um so that's like my end goal is to finish the story and see if I can use all my like free junk that I never spend in game <laughs> to see if I can just buy like every single one of those things. But I'm almost done with the story to legends, so It'll be sad to see that go. And actually, <laughs> Gypsy Sun says he has a hundred percent collection. Perfect. I'm not alone. That makes <laughs> me feel much better. Thank you for that. Now I feel much more at ease. Um, yeah. So I, I would like to get my collection to be hundred percent and finish it because I'm not really that great at cards. I'm pretty middling. I learned how to play for that, as I've mentioned before. So. I don't know. With the game not really getting more added to it, I'll just kind of play it for fun against people and stuff like that, but it's kind of nice for a um, games-as-a-service. <laughs> I don't want Legends to go away, and I hope it stays active for a long time in maintenance mode, um, but it's kind of nice to have like an end destination, at least for my gameplay time. Similar to ESO, obviously everything's still coming out like skyrim's coming out it's nice to just briefly be like yes i have done all of the things for now bring on skyrim okay now we're right back you know what i mean like every now and then getting a completion of like yes i am done for a little while even if it's just i finally don't have a goal or something like that
1: I totally get that. So I've never actually one hundred like I'm not like you. I haven't done all of the quests in ESO, and then I really <laughs> suck at Legends. So I, the only time I really jumped into Legends was whenever they were giving out the Doom, Doom Wolf mount because I didn't have yep. it on PC. So, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Dark Brotherhood
0: was that one, yep. right?
1: So they they were giving that out for free with Legends a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I did the three matches that I needed to do or whatever it was to yep. to get that. I actually oh, yeah, tried. Right.
0: I forgot they did another promotion for that actually because I. Funny you say that. I forgot. It came out with Dark Brotherhood as the first expansion, and I didn't play on PC, so I was like, what do I do with this thing? So I actually <laughs> gave it away on Tails before I was on Tails. Oh, wow. You <laughs> we were really going far back. <laughs> and then I forgot it became a thing later on, like like you said with the, like would you have to do play 3 games you said
1: yeah and so there was a i had a friend who also didn't play legends so we just played each other a few times and it was <laughs> it worked out great i think we just played a total of 6 matches and that was like our way of trying to figure out how the game worked as well as like we both got the mount so yep. it was it was really really fun um, that being said i have if if i i really enjoy elder scrolls i really thought there was a liked how there was a story element to it but Whenever I'm, like, gaming on my phone, if I were going to do a card game, I tend to do Gwent instead. But even that, I haven't made the time for. So I played Gwent like crazy in Witcher 3, and then I played a little bit during beta, and I just got it on iOS. But I have yet to play through a single match outside of the tutorial. So I'm just really bad at keeping up with card games on my phone or iPad for some reason. I don't know why, because in the game, as the side quest with Witcher 3 and everything, I was all about Gwent. And the game was like Gwent with a, a side a side quest of the story. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, with Legends, it was just really hard for me to get into because it was another thing, like the standalone Gwent, where it's like, eh, I'd rather be playing this other thing. Sure. But I really enjoyed the card art. I thought it was cool that they had a storyline for it. So yep. I don't have any complaints about it. It's just not something that not I play. Yeah.
0: No, I totally get that. Um, And that is actually all I've managed to accomplish this week. Like I said, I've been MIA a decent bit, so not so much on my end. And actually, for a show where there wasn't much news, uh, we definitely didn't ad-lib and slap this together in, like, I don't know, 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> prior to going live.
1: Nobody um, would have known. The people no, who were no, listening— no they yep, won't know no. that anything's different other than the lack of arc. They won't see that yes. we're sitting at a table with with Kinara over here who's snuck in right. my house. And we're on,
0: on your idea. stream and I have <laughs> made reference to it being a total panic show a couple times. <laughs> yeah, no. I t- pulled it off like uh like nobody will ever know. Smooth criminal here.
1: <laughs> that song's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the night. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> We could start getting a coin, for your Witcher, uh, start a coin for your Witcher and just ruin everybody who's going to listen to this. Good luck, people who are now listening and now hearing that instead of my voice.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> <so> <laughs> Deep breaths. I can get through this. Yep. Deep
0: cleansing breaths. Um, yeah, so why don't you let everyone know where they can find you other than on your current Twitch channel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was about to say, well, people have already kind of found me, but if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can find me at twitch.tv slash HyperPixieGaming, and you can also find me on Twitter at HyperPixieGames. I'm HyperPixieGaming on Instagram and HyperPixie on Facebook as well.
0: Very efficient. Um, I am pretty much Lotus of Doom anywhere, um, in-game Uh on twitter which is where i usually interact the most anywhere else um hello to everybody who i'm friends with who's hovering in <laughs> pixie's chat currently uh, <laughs> um what do you call it uh, but yeah so if you uh, ever need to get a hold of me i'm pretty much lotus of doom everywhere um and hopefully this was at least somewhat smooth enough we really are going to try to stick with keeping a solid schedule we've we know you know we appreciate how much all of you support us and everything we do um, with Tales of Tamriel Uh, we owe you guys a lot so it it means a lot to us it's a lot of fun for us to do but you know we're glad that it entertains as well as just provides us fun on our end Um, so one of the big goals that we had was to be a little more consistent just because as we've mentioned before, it can be tricky to pull this off sometimes with time difference and real life and everything like that. So hopefully with our kind of rotating setup, we can keep a little show for you at bare minimum. I mean, we probably won't always have the three and a half hour epics that we had last, <laughs> last week, <laughs> which was uh, we got great response from. So I'm super glad everybody enjoyed that, that we've heard from Um it, it, but yikes! That was that was long. That was a ton of fun. That that reminded me before I was on the show of some of the year one things with uh, with Ag and everybody carrying on the show, and they would be three four hour episodes. So it was like that was that was kind of fun to do. Um, we will also hopefully uh from time to time be able to do something like that and have a different voice come to join the show and kind of give a different perspective at least when it's um you know relevant to the topic at hand uh so many of people in the community that do so many different and unique things that add a lot so also something else we're hoping to stick with um which right before we do our final thought uh, or and the closing which if we you know as much as we like to joke about uh arc trying to rifle that off and prior to that ag could do it in his sleep uh i've never recited this so i'm gonna butcher this um but prior to us doing that um i figured i would mention one thing to anybody who happens to be listening and specifically if you listen on itunes or apple podcasts or whatever apple generic product name that produces podcasts because it keeps changing the purple one that (laughs) thing if you use that (laughs) (laughs) um we would greatly appreciate if you happen to have the time and could toss us a five star review generally this stuff doesn't really matter too, too much to us like you know what I mean like we appreciate knowing you guys enjoy it but you saying you enjoy it it makes us happy enough so the reason I'm mentioning this is as I've been messing around with algorithms and stuff like that just learning on my own time um as we're trying to sort of get ourselves back on like a nice consistent track for everybody it would be super awesome to have it uh put us more consistently in the algorithm of showing up (laughs) um so you don't need to really say anything if you don't want to (laughs) um but five star reviews actually bump you up the charts and just happen to make you more visible. So I figured I would just mention if you get the time, we would greatly appreciate it if you could toss us a five star review. Um, if not, no worries. If you don't use Apple Thingy, no worries. Um, but sometimes people just don't realize that it does matter. So I figured it would, we hadn't really mentioned it with attention base to it in a while. So I figured I would. Um, and if you would like to actually leave us a message on it, we can shout you out. Otherwise, it just doesn't show us who does what.
2: Toss of five. That
0: is – and on that note, Gypsy son wins the chat with a toss of five to your podcast, O Valley of Plenty. Congratulations. You win. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> That is incredible. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. That threw me off. That was really good. Uh, As soon as I saw that popped up, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Yep. That was incredible, especially after the previous joke. But, um, yeah, so that's um, the only thing I figured I would mention. Um, But, yeah, so if you would like to say something, we'll be happy to shout you out. Otherwise, again, no worries. Um, We won't be going anywhere anyways. And, um, yeah, so on that note, you can follow everything we do over at DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, including Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash. Is that a backslash or a forward slash?
1: Forward slash.
0: All right, forward slash Dungeon Crawler (laughs) Network. If you want to support the show and consider us, oh, yeah, then there's the five-star review thing that we super speed through because it's usually not a focus. Um, But it does help us, and it lets everyone know that we say real words, and sometimes they matter. Um, And we would like to thank you all for joining us on this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will see you all next time. Have a great night, everybody. Bye.
2: The laughing heart sprayed blood afar. A gout on sear it fell, and like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the lorkin blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to Chimel at a ball Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end When elves lost learned to men, Akatosh gave the stone to a lash in token of her eye right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end